Hello, and welcome to the Culture Quest. We are but humble adventurers, and today we're taking a break to talk about the podcast again. With me, as always, are Peter. Hello. And Barrio. And Barrio. Hello. Barrio. Oh. Hello. <laughs> we can hear you now. Hello. I thought it was going to be an elaborate bit, and I was like, oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> Next time, next time we'll prepare something. <laughs> and I am Inan. <laughs> Thank you, the listeners at home, for taking part in our noble quest. One year, guys, we've been doing this podcast for one year. Ba-bam! Amazing. Who would have thought? It doesn't feel like one year to me. Like, I mean, I still think of this as the new thing I've been keeping myself busy with. Yeah, for me, actually, <laughs> it kind of... I. I'm like in this sort of um, Boltzmann brain situation and I just, I just, it could have gone on for a million years. I just, I'm just a bad judge of time, you know? <laughs> so it could have been two days or a million years for you. Five seconds, yeah. <laughs> five seconds or five million years. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's in my routine now. So, you know, like um, get up on Saturday and like have a glass of water and um, get out of bed, listen to like some podcasts and then, oh. What have we got for the podcast this week? You know, it, it feels very sort of routine now. Yeah, we've been we've been doing this fairly consistently throughout the year. Like, we've moved some rec- recordings around because of scheduling and stuff. And we also recorded a few bonus episodes because we were uh, blessed with some extra time at home. <laughs> yeah. But we haven't missed a release and none of us has missed any episodes. I- I'm sur- kind of surprised to say because... Like 31 episodes. It is actually very consistent. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy because this is definitely far from being our full-time day job. Oh, definitely. We got live, people. We got live. (laughs) Some, yeah. (laughs) I kind of thought that, I don't know, some of the episodes like would miss one of us, you know, or like Peter couldn't go for one one episode or Barrio couldn't come or I couldn't come. But no, we've all been here throughout the year. I'm really happy with that. Yeah, we sort of like set the precedent of like, we just don't really (laughs) do it without anyone. Yeah. So like, if we got to like delay it a week, we'll just figure that out. Yeah, So exactly. Yeah, it's, it's good. And so today we're doing this special episode to look at what we've done, talk about how we feel about it, and even crown our yearly MVP, which we'll get into and explain near the end of this episode. And we'll do all of that, and then we'll introduce the first step of the second year of request, also known as the subject of our next episode. (laughs) So let's start. Let's talk about this past year. During this first year of the journey, we've recorded 30 episodes so far. Uh, This one we're recording right now is number 31. And out of the 30 we've done, 23 episodes were episodes with uh, with a main subject, a, a main discussion, which I'm going to call these episodes um, main quest episodes. In addition to these 23 main quest episodes, we've done a trivia episode. We've done four lockdown episodes. Obviously, the, those were recorded while both Israel and Australia were under lockdown. We've done a side quest, which reminds me that I've collected and processed all the info I need for a really cool side quest, which I hope we'll do soon. And we've done one Quag special episode. So the interesting part, I think, is is how everything kind of breaks down, how, how all the stuff we've done on the main quest episodes break down. And let me tell you if this surprises you. We've done seven movies, four music albums, three books, three TV shows, Two comic books, 
two documentaries, one video game, and one classical music episode. Which I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to include it with the music albums category, but because we've done five different symphonies, it felt like a category of its own. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all low numbers as well. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of twos, ones, and threes, which means that we're pretty diverse. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I didn't expect us to do comic books and documentaries. I suggested that we do it one day, but, like, I didn't think we'd actually do it. <laughs> I, think, I think early on, I remember my first few picks were, like, conscious decisions to do something we hadn't done. Yeah. And now I'm pretty much, like, into, like, just my second wind and I'll just pick whatever kind of comes into my life. So, Are you guys at all surprised that we've done more movies than anything else? No, oh. I guess I uh, guess it's pretty like when we talk about about today's culture, like it's it's a lot it's it's a lot of movies, and because we're living apart, that's kind of like a good default. Like we can meet up to go see a play together, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't surprise me. How many movies have we done, sorry? Seven. Wow, we've done seven movies. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a lot. Are you including um, Serenity as well? I didn't. Oh, okay. In my mind, it's a TV episode. It's a, a TV show episode. Yeah. So uh, technically, we've done eight okay. movies. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, movies have like this a very sort of like complete feel to them. Mm. You know, like the one they're very popular. So like it's just easy to talk about them on the podcast because it, if you do want to see it, it, you know, it's going to be like two hours. Yeah. And it's and it's it's pretty much like it's a safe bet. Yeah, it is a safe bet. And so albums have obviously a lot of different genres and stuff, but like movies can really do radically different things. You know, because you can get music themed movies, or you can get mm. um, dark dark movies, or you can get comedies and dramas and stuff like that. Like the so you kind of if you're watching like say Forrest Gump, and then you watch say. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People, oh. and then you say watch Serenity. It actually, it doesn't feel like you're watching like sort of three of the same movies as as in the same way you're watch or you're listening to three albums in a row. Like it, they definitely feel like you're in a different world, you know, yeah. every time. Yeah. So yeah, they do put you in a world that sort of no other topic does as reliably. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you can you can sync. Into a movie more than you can sink into, say, a music album or and, yeah, and a TV yeah. show is scary because like if there's more than one season, then you're uh, I, I don't know like we've done uh, Flight of the Conquered, we've done only the first season, yeah. and it kind of feels like we've stopped in the middle, which is yeah, kind of weird. Um, but with a movie, yeah. it's two hours and you're done, so it's uh, it's kind of yeah. easy to do. And like like Barry said, I think people you know people now have a longer kind of mental list of movies that they want to watch, compared to like maybe mm. a list of books. It's just yeah. easier to think of movies that you want to watch. Yeah, they're sort of like the bread and butter of culture at the moment. Yeah, I agree. So I, I it makes sense that we've done more movies than anything else. Yeah. But let let me ask you this: Is there a category you would like to boost its numbers, or a category that we still haven't done that you would like to to have on our quest? For for the um, the category, I think I want to boost is um, the comic books because, mm. like, we started off with All Star Superman, and I I know I had a good time. I think I voted into the Queg, but also I did know it wasn't going to get into the Queg, but I just wanted to register my vote in some sense. Yeah, I was the only uh, muster stroke in that episode. Yeah, I think um, I really did like it, and 
um, but I had read it before. I'd, I'd read it a while back. And then going into um, Transformers, that was something where I didn't have a great impression of the movies. And then the um, the comic book, whilst it w- had, did have a lot of threads, it was still um, super interesting, you know? And um, I just feel like we're still at the like towards the bottom of the mountain mm. in terms of yeah. comic books, you know, like I, I feel like we can really get to the point, like, cause we're pretty good. I'd say at sort of talking about movies at the moment and, and maybe even albums, but I think like comic books are still something we're sort of finding our feet on. Mm. And I reckon like year two, I reckon maybe we should like get a few more comic books and, you know, cause it's, there's more genres as well. Yeah. Cause we've sort of done like hero ish, comics at the moment like if you want to count transformers as like a sort of good guys versus bad guys but i'm sure there's others that are like comedy comics or mm, yeah you know just Definitely. like everyday life so maybe stuff yeah. like um, um what's it called the, the thing that they made a movie out of a few years ago ah um uh, scott pilgrim versus the S- seven evil axes exactly yeah I'm, i'm still surprised that we've done a transformers episode it's i, I would never have guessed that <laughs> yeah uh, in advance is <laughs> probably everyone in else in the world i would like to read more books but like <laughs> i'm kind of happy i'm not sure if i would like to wish to uh boost that category because like books take significantly more effort <laughs> yeah uh like yeah. probably <laughs> you know do you remember we did the uh, meditations right by marcus aurelius yeah, yeah. That was intense, mm. like even with an audiobook. And I think it's the shortest book we've done. It's just not an easy book, really. It, it wasn't meant to be read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would love to do more music albums. I, I have a few that I'm almost always bringing up every, every time it's my turn to choose, but I'm always getting excited about something else and I decide to hold on with the albums. But I, I, love, I love music. I love listening to new albums and um, I think I'll choose a few albums soon. So I don't know if you guys remember, but last year I told you I wanted to organize something, mm. but I haven't done it yet. And part of the reason is because I'm not sure how it will work, but also it does involve some costs and some shipping. Essentially, what I want to do without spoiling it is I wanted to send both of you sort of a package or collection of sort of scents. Oh. So like scents that were famous for one or another reason. So like back in... say like the 1980s, what was the most popular fragrance of that decade? And then we'll get one from the 90s, get one from the 2000s, and maybe a few from the 2010s just to see um, what they are. But of course, it's hard to do it for a podcast because no one else will have them. Or if they do, they might only have one or two. So huh. the access is probably the hardest thing. But I just thought, purely just because it would be interesting to like be smelling the same things across the globe no oh, that's um, so cool <laughs> that's what i want to do oh my god yeah, that sounds that's, like a fun experience that's awesome which oh wow yeah <laughs> yeah we should do it like send send packages to each other yeah we could do a lot of yeah we could do a lot of cool stuff with that <laughs> well i do have some experience with these sort of fragrances like i do know like what the best-selling one was in like the 90s or the 2000s. Really? So, I've done like a bit of research for it. So That's cool. Um, but the interesting thing for me is like smelling of them and going, wow, I remember my ex-girlfriend used to have this or I remember my dad used to use this or something like that. So, obviously, you can't guarantee I'll pick ones that 
are relevant to you. Yeah. But I think you'd be surprised at how how few scents I could give you that would give you memories. So yeah, scents kind of get stuck in your memories. Yeah, they go straight to your long term memory essentially. That's that's such a cool idea. And like we've talked about maybe I don't know like trying different drinks like sake if we do a Japanese episode or something mm, like that. Yeah. But scents, I didn't even think of that. Could be really interesting. Yeah. What about you, Barrio? Like, it's, it, again, it's a category. It's not something that is specific. Um, but, like, do an activity. Like, we all do some kind mm. of an activity. And, mm. and, and then, you know, we, we kind of do a... We, we talk about it. But, like, it's, it's something that... I don't know. Something that we, we all do for the first time. Like, uh, I don't know, yoga or meditate or, or go on a hike mm. uh, without shoes. <laughs> like barefoot or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like... <laughs> if you needed any evidence, this was off the top of his head. <laughs> yeah. No shoes. <laughs> or, uh, or skydive. You know, that's, that's like imagine doing those, um, like picking something very exciting from the, the real world and then record right after. Like when it's fresh, we get together and, and record it. But it's it's because of the time differences, it, I guess it's super hard. It'll be hard to organize, but there's there, there must be something that we can think of to do. It's a, it's yeah. so, there's so much potential there. What about you, Anon? My idea is so much smaller than what you guys have. I, I want to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I'm not talking about going out there and doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> I want to watch stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Actually, I was going to pick one one time, but I think it just got over. Mm. Um, it just it just got basically internally voted out by mm. me. So, but yeah, I totally, I'm totally up for that. I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy. Like, there's a few comedians that I love, and and I know that there are a few big ones that I've never listened to. And like, maybe one day we'll get to do a few because it'd be really interesting to do it. It'll be kind of weird to talk about it on the podcast, like what was your favorite joke? And then we butchered the joke, and <laughs> but it'll be fun. <laughs> so another one I wanted to do is a, not uh, maybe a little bit meta, but I would like to actually have as a subject another podcast. Ooh. So, um, But obviously podcasts have so many episodes, but either as a group we can go through and pick titles we think are interesting mm. or maybe um, we can just go to like the common forum and just say, um, hey, guys, we're doing an episode on it. What, what would you recommend us go into? So yeah. maybe it'll be like episode one and then we skip episode 100 or something like that. But- yeah, it'd be interesting to see what we think of other podcasts as yeah, well. The other idea. one I can think of along the same lines is also YouTube channel. So, I know YouTube sometimes relies a little bit on current events. So, obviously, we're not going to watch, say, um, MKBHD's, like, reviews <laughs> of, like, through the years of, like, <laughs> Samsung phones and stuff. But I know there's a lot of nice... YouTube channels with, say, like, um, sort of, like, comedy sketches or sort of informational kind of things, yeah. like, almost like mini documentaries and stuff. I think that would be that would be kind of interesting. Totally agree. That's, like, there's so many things we could do that we didn't even think of yet, that we didn't even touch. It's that yeah. exciting, I think. And one more is, like, um, 
it's a little bit towards the activity side of things, but it's actually something I think we could probably accomplish. Not to say we couldn't accomplish the hiking without shoes, but... Hobbit um, <laughs> <Probably> hike. <laughs> I think there's some technology... Oh, I'm going to forget the name, but it's it's where you play board games online, mm. like virtually. If we took like a new board game, we all learned it together and played, and maybe we could record it like live as we play, If depending on the game, because yeah. otherwise it could be super boring just hearing a lot of people like shuffling cards. But, um, <laughs> but we could just play the board game and not review it, but just, well, uh, I guess it would be sort of a review, but it would be more what we thought about it yeah. and like what our fun moments were and stuff. So whether it be a main subject or like a tavern talk, I still think it would be, I think it would be interesting. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Like instead of a movie or a TV show, doing a board game mm. for the podcast could be a lot of fun. Uh, I, yeah. I bet there are podcasts about uh, board games, but I don't know. Uh, I think it's a, it's a cool idea. Not as many people doing board games as movies. I know no, that's for sure. Definitely not. Yeah. I, uh, you know, uh, when I, kind of went over the, the list of the episodes we've done so far to kind of get these numbers that we've just discussed, I, I realized how, you know, we've discussed some classics and we've discussed stuff that isn't really well known and there's good and bad and all. And I don't know, what, what I'm trying to say is that we've kind of done a weird mix of subjects, but I'm really happy with everything we've done. It just all added up to give this the, the, the podcast a, a bunch of personality in a way. Let's take a, a closer look at, at the subject that each of us tends to choose. Like, we all chose a, a nice variety of subjects to discuss. And like, Peter, you chose the most of the music albums that we've done. You chose three music albums, two movies, a book, a comic, and a documentary. Uh, Barrio, you were the only one to choose a video game, and you hit it hard with Mom's Classics. Uh, that was a great <laughs> oh, yeah. episode. You chose two movies, two TV shows, one game, one documentary, and the, the, the classical music episode. I'll just mention that Barrio, you chose one less than Peter or I because um, the next episode Ooh. we do is your turn to choose. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it at the end. Yeah. Mm. One of those categories is going to get boosted. Drum roll. Which one, though? Who knows? I know. Uh, <laughs> and I chose the most movies. Uh, I, I chose three movies, two books, an album, a comic, and a TV show. And well, I don't know, I, I would say that out of the three of us, Barrio made the most out of our comfort zones choices, you know, with the video games and the mm. classical music. And I think I went with the safest bets. Well, I guess each of us has a different uh, uh, comfort zone. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, I got to say that, true. like, in, in retrospective, I think that in the music albums episodes, I think that was... Like it was out of my comfort zone because it was new kind of music to listen. Mm. So I, I felt like I wasn't really equipped in talking about them. And that's I don't know. That's that's kind of what this podcast is all about, right? To get out of your comfort zone and try to learn new things. Yeah, that's and just true. to cover the other end of the spectrum, like philosophy, sort of like meditations, is sort of more in my comfort zone. So some things, I guess, would sort of be comfort zones for. The person choosing it, but maybe not the yeah. others. But yeah, that's true. It's interesting to see how our comfort zones are different. So, out of all the twenty-three subjects that we've covered, all the twenty-three main quest episodes, nine of the subjects that we've done were chosen for the very prestigious Culture Quest Essentials Guide, uh, lovingly referred to as the Quig, which you can check out on our website. So, nine subjects out of twenty-three is just under forty percent, and. 
I mentioned it last episode. Like, at first, I thought it was a lot. The, the, it's too easy to get into the quag. But you guys have reminded me that a lot of the things that we choose to do for the podcast is stuff like Jurassic Park, Fight Club, or Forrest Gump, which are easy classics. I'm happy to say that the quag also includes things that, while not obscure, are not exactly all-time classics. And that, you know, everything that, that is featured on the quag is stuff that we all really enjoyed. Yeah. Well, by definition. Yeah. When you look at the list of stuff there, uh, uh, the list of Quag members or Quag inductees, I think there's really good stuff there. So um, the nine subjects that are in the Quag break down thusly. Out of the nine, four are movies, which are American Beauty, Jurassic Park, Jaws, and Forrest Gump. We have two books, which are Last Chance to See and Fight Club, two TV shows, Cowboy Bebop and Firefly, which was inducted alongside Serenity, which Peter already mentioned. And there's one music album, Queen's Live at Wembley 86, which I'll say it again. It's all really good stuff. You know what strikes me about that is that that's a pretty good hit rate for books and also yeah. for TV shows. And it's a bad hit rate for music. Yeah. Which well, is not actually a... It's not a value judgment, but it's like, it's interesting that we're much more critical when it comes to music albums. You know, Mm. we kind of, we're really analytical when it comes to them. Maybe with music albums, we're really reached, you know, we really tried stuff where- I think so. Yeah. But with TV shows, we went for like classic, you know, Cowboy Bebop is probably the the most famous anime and Firefly has a cult following. So maybe, I don't know, Mm. maybe we, we tend to choose easier stuff with TV shows. I don't know. Well, yeah, also because like, cause we don't know TV shows, maybe even books as much, yeah. we're kind of relying on other people to tell us what's yeah, good. So we true. choose that and they end up being good, of course, because they're highly rated. Yeah. Whereas with music, because obviously we kind of already sort of know what we like, we're sort of deliberately trying to like go for a riskier, sort of more out of the box option. Yeah. So let's take a very friendly, very uncompetitive moment to see how many Quag inductees each of us has to our names. Uh, (laughs) I wonder why we do that. Yeah, I do too. No, wait, I know why. Barrio, out of all the things that you've chosen uh, for us to do, two have been selected for the Quag, which are American Beauty and Cowboy Bebop. Very good choices indeed. Um, I'll bring up again the point that you've had one less subject than Peter and me due to the timing of this episode. Uh, Peter, you've brought up three subjects that were selected for the quick, which are Queen's Live at Wembley, Jurassic Park, and Forrest Gump. And I myself have selected four subjects that were chosen for the quick, which are Last Chance to See, Fight Club, Jaws, and Firefly. And I, I don't know, I obviously think that some of the things that Peter and I have chosen are easy picks, like, you know, Jurassic Park, Jaws, Forrest Gump, and Fight Club. Uh, all easy shoe-ins. Like, I could have gambled that the, they would get in there. <laughs> so, you know, we went with safer bets than Barrio, maybe. But, you know, because this is not a competition, it's all for fun and it's all very friendly, I don't have to apologize for having the most Quag members to my name. So suck <laughs> on that. <laughs> you haven't printed yourself an award or anything like that? <laughs> so, l- let me ask you this. Is there a subject that we've done that is still on your mind? Something that we've... I don't know, like maybe albums that you still listen to or movies that you still think about. Yeah, um, for me, Kid A is still on my mind. Radiohead's um, Kid A. Because I just listened to it. <laughs> literally um, before because we started. Because I, I started getting really into um, 
their album called A Moon Shaped Pool, which is like their 2016 more sort of refined album, I think, which is, it's it's much more simple and much more refined. Mm. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure I did a, like a quick breakdown of all their other albums. And yeah, I think did. I might have said Moon Shaped Pool was maybe number three or something like that, but I'm willing to bump it up to number one because- it, I think I'm. I think I kind of see its beauty now, and um, yeah, just by analogy, I'm. I'm always sort of referring to Kid A as well, just to like, you know, differentiate. Uh, when I get to the end of an album, I'll chuck on Kid A, mm. and you know. So um, yeah, that one's still on my mind. Meditations is also still on my mind because that kind of goes comes up everywhere. I'll be listening to an audio book. They'll mention meditations, and I'll think, oh wow. Everything else I kind of always come back to anyway. Like last mm. chance to see if I'm sort of in between books or something, I'll just read a chapter of that and it's an easy and book to pick up. I'm still getting I'm still getting like um this targeted advertising <laughs> in terms of like articles for um Cowboy Bebop endings. Like <laughs> everyone's like got a theories and stuff and then like IGN will come out with like this new theory and I'll be like, oh what's that? So yeah, they will kind of come up every now and then. What about you, Barrio? I think I gotta I gotta say that Cowboy Bebop I know, it's it's uh I also get like <laughs> different recommendation about it and, and um I think I, I appreciated how special the experience was only like a week after. When I still thought about it from time yeah, to that time. That happens sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Mm. We do an episode and, and, you know, I'm enjoying what we're talking about and, and everything. But like a week later, it's still there in my mind. And sometimes only after we record, like, the, the, the I, I realize how much I enjoyed it. And it's too late to talk about it, but it, it happens every once in a while. I know. I, I still listen to the soundtrack of the producers, the the Broadway production, every once in a while. Like especially when I'm driving alone at night, it's it's good music to stay awake to, if you know what I mean. Obviously, I still listen to the music from Cowboy Bebop. It's so good. Um, every time I think of Firefly, I really want to go back and watch everything again. Which you know, I, I know it'll make me sad again when it's all over, and. It's kind of weird. I don't know why it works for me, but whenever I go on long drives, like every every month or so, I have to do this five hours drive. And I almost always listen to the four music albums we've done one after the other. I don't know why. They, they work for me as a as a group of albums. Hmm. Let me ask you this. Was, was there an episode that you later remember that there was some point that you wanted to make or... I don't know, something you thought about after the fact? Hmm. Honestly, nothing too major. No, that's good. I'm actually pretty happy with what I think about on the abs- mm. uh, on the actual episode. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's points I could have made better because I end up going around in circles a lot of the time. But yeah, no, that's, not really. That's good to hear. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I edit the episodes. So uh, yeah. the editing process is... It takes a few hours of listening to the to the conversation again, and then I listen to it again after I'm done editing it to make sure that everything flows. And when I do that, I keep thinking of stuff I, I could add or stuff I forgot to say. <laughs> Did you and ever thought about like just recording yourself at that point and, and just like adding it in? Every episode, yeah. <laughs> what about what about when we laugh? Right, you just like clip like a thing of us laughing. And then when you have a joke that bombs, then just <laughs> you just clip in 
our laughing and then it just makes you feel better. Wow, that's that's an awesome idea. I do that <laughs> fairly often, yeah. <laughs> like right now, you guys are laughing. <laughs> I'm just listening to an episode like in the car. I'm like, I don't remember laughing. <laughs> yep, I... I there's a lot of uh, magic going on behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know the process. I'm happy with it. Whatever, whatever. The, I don't want to see how the sausage gets made. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally admit it. Like every episode, there's stuff that I want to go back and fix. Or like stuff that I'm, I'm thinking about later after the fact that I, I'm sorry that I didn't say at the time, at the moment, at the right moment. But... At the beginning, I was really annoyed by that. Like, I, I was trying to think of a process that would make sure that I would hit each and every point. But after a while, I just, you know, I figured that maybe the conversation doesn't flow like I planned it to be and the, the, the points I wanted to make aren't relevant. Or maybe it's okay. Like, you'll never be perfect. So I kind of, I, I kind of learned to accept it and let go. I actually did. I, I remember distinctly, I actually tried to make, like, just this long list of things I wanted to say in one of the episodes. Mm. And like, I just remember looking down and you guys were talking and having a great time. And I was looking at my list. I'm like, oh, cross this off. What have I got? And I felt like so much work and it wasn't enjoyable. Like, you know, making sure I had said everything I want to say. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was stressing me out. And I, I'm sure I could probably work on it and get better at it but i've always been like the type of person to sort of like i desperately really like want to be a person that doesn't rely on like my phone like to tell me things so no. i don't want to have to like google things all the time i just want to like i'm either I'm, I'm happy either knowing it or not knowing it so when it comes to like making speeches and stuff i want to get really good at sort of knowing what i'm talking about and then i can sort of like basically just improv and adapt to the situation and i hate trying to like build some elaborate structure and then having this like constant nagging fear that i've like gone away from the structure and it's all gonna like mm. um collapse on me or something like that so i but yeah. when we just started my notes were like word for word what i wanted to, to <laughs> like what i wanted to say on the episode because then you know I, i'm this is I'm, all scripted what he's saying now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i kind of grew out of that i'm i'm writing the points that i want to hit and then you know, I have the structure, but I'm I'm kind of improvising the the content. It works for me, but sometimes I, I can react to what you guys mm -hmm. are saying. But I, I I need notes. I need something mm -hmm. to go off of. Yeah. So, which episode made you feel the furthest away from your comfort zone? Like, I I kind of have a feeling that we're all going to mention the same one or two. But like, Barry, you kind of mentioned the music albums episodes earlier, which kind of surprised me. But I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I, I would assume that that we all think about uh, Man on a Wire. But I got to say that for me, I think it was uh, Cosby, Cosby, help me out here. Cosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Still Nash & Young, yeah. Yeah, the Deja Vu. Because, yeah. like, as I mentioned before, I just didn't know how to process it. I think also I, I'm mostly listening in that episode um, because I didn't I didn't find, like, the the how to express... I, I wasn't also entirely sure what I thought about this album. Um, and and listening to you guys was really you know eye opening. Mm. There was a lot of things I never thought about, and mm. so so that was like a good out of my comfort zone uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Peter? I think for me, the one that just strikes me as the most out of my comfort zone was definitely the um, symphonies. Yeah, 
In fact, I was kind of a simp phony. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can cut that joke. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Uh, I, I talking about like making a script. That's the only thing I wrote down to remember to say that. Nice. <laughs> um, that one was like I remember talking about like the the um what do we call them the first movement yeah and I was like oh my god who am I like. <laughs> talking about movements but um the other one was inside because i like i just never played a 2.5d game before and then the other one which i now i don't regard as outside my comfort zone so in fact it kind of stretched my comfort zone a little bit and now if i watch something similar then i'd consider it totally just within um my range but it was out of my comfort zone at the time which was cowboy bebop that was that was totally foreign to me like literally foreign to me but yeah, like now, I don't know. I kind of just adopted it as my own child. So it just it just feels like I was, ah, no, I always liked it. You know, <laughs> never had doubts. So <laughs> yeah. What about you, Anna? I was sure you both are going to say the the classical music episode, the mum's classic episode, because not only none of us knew anything at all about classical music, we chose not one but five symphonies <laughs> for that episode. <laughs> I honestly think that we had, like, a bunch of dumb luck with that, though. Like, if we'd have chosen only one symphony, I don't think we would have a lot to say about it. Yeah. You know, I definitely wouldn't have too much to say about yeah. one symphony. I don't know. How do you even break down a symphony? And that would have made for a very short episode. But the fact that we chose five symphonies, that we didn't have a lot to say about any of those, it gave us the opportunity to make make it into this ranking mm. game. <laughs> That was fun, actually. I thought we were going to like all magically align, and then and then spoiler, we didn't. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there's people that will have actually like sit down and analyze these for like they'll they'll spend like months and months on like one movement, and like we, we just listen to it and go, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like to to this day, I, I I'm, I'm surprised that we had anything at all to say about it because I, I really enjoy listening to them but I I have no idea what they mean or what they what where they're going or I don't know anything at all like I'm surprised we even chose five symphonies <laughs> yeah and to add to that like there were a few episodes that I thought that you know like after recording them and before releasing them episodes that I, I didn't think were gonna be interesting but like later proved me wrong. Yeah. But there was the, the 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 meditations episode. I'll admit I didn't think we'd be able to even release it. Like I thought it was so bad after recording it. But then I told the story before I think. I was so so concentrated in what you guys are saying and trying to be part of the conversation that I kind of blacked out and I thought that we really fucked up with that episode <laughs> but that when, when i edited the episode i was so entranced so hypnotized by the conversation it honestly to me the biggest surprise like and and it's one of our earlier episodes and it gave me a lot of confidence in what we we're doing i don't know i i didn't read a book like that ever before that so that was really way out of my comfort zone mm, cool and I think uh, I think that's when Peter, you tried to kind of stump us with your yeah. choices. <laughs> that was me actively like trying to stretch the stretch the um, boundary there. Let, let me ask you another question: Is there a tavern talk topic that you've changed your mind on since we've done it, or like 
I really love that segment because we get to talk about all kinds of things, all kinds of sometimes random stuff. And we get to kind of, I don't know, make our opinions about stuff. Is there anything you've changed your mind on since we've done so it? So I've looked through all of them, or at least all of them in the main quest episodes, because like in the others, we don't reliably do it. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything I actually changed my mind on. The one that I thought if there was something I'd changed my mind on, it would be the one we did in um, Firefly and Serenity. We talked about what makes a good person. Mm. And I had like some- That was a good one. Yeah. I like just pitched a theory pretty much. And <laughs> that's still like, I don't know. I, I, I When I think about like just ideas and sort of theories and arguments and stuff, I sort of like to go into a subject open-minded and then really think like open-mindedly about everything. Like don't, don't, you don't want to like remove ideas, you know, you don't want to like say that isn't applicable or that it's not, it's silly. And, you know, I, I'm never going to like explore that. Um, but you, you can sort of do this like internal sort of monologue with yourself. Like you can see more fruitful ideas and stuff. Mm. So when I'm, when I'm like pitching ideas, I sort of ascribe, like, how sure I am of something. Like, I'm always willing to change my mind, but, like, if I think something is right, I do think we should have, like, a shift towards actually saying you're right. I do want, like, confident people to be confident because then then pe- when people are listening, right, then they will be attracted to those ideas yeah. as opposed to people that says, I'm not sure, but I'm pitching an idea. I would rather go – I would rather listen to someone who is more sure, right? But for this one, I kind of went in like half sure. And now I'm like probably maybe half or a little bit less sure. So mm. it's still my working thing. But I'm constantly sort of updating how sure I am. Like there's some things I just, I, I'm willing to die on a lot of hills. And this one probably isn't one, but I still don't have a better theory. So yeah. Barry, is there anything for you? There was the, the tavern talk we had about the. Uh, favorite quotes or something <laughs> yeah and, i was gonna ask you about that one <laughs> and i think that mine was um <laughs> to forgive is divine but never <laughs> never pay full price for a late pizza um and and, and you Which know we later realized is a <laughs> is a ninja turtle quote <laughs> oh, that's awesome um, does that chip in the quote for you at all <laughs> i still think it's a it's it's a good quote but like i looking back i understand how it was then my favorite quote because it, it really aligned with with things that happened, you know, like six months ago. Today's probably not my favorite quote, mm. right? It's not that I regret it. I think of an I can think of another favorite quote now, but I understand that it's it's I I don't I'm not sure if I have something that is like timeless. You know? Yeah. yeah. It was relevant to you then. I can't even remember my quotes. I think, to be honest, Peter, you you brought up like five quotes. Yeah. Then. <laughs> so the the pizza quote it's not relevant as it as it was back then that's what you're saying yeah cool that's interesting i didn't see a topic that like i think differently about but i did take a look at what we've done like the do you remember we've done the s credit lockdown episode oh, yeah, which yeah. was kind of a big tavern talk kind of a an extended version and there was one thing i said there that i wanted to uh, kind of revisit um, I've mentioned that there was this movie that I watched around five or six years ago. I couldn't remember remember which movie it was, but it was this cheap romantic comedy 
nothing special, but it made me weep and it left me heartbroken for some reason. And I just wanted to say that I really did my best to find out which movie it was. Like, I dug up an old to-do app, which I kept uh, lists of movies I wanted to watch in, and it wasn't there. And I went through my IMDb, uh, my IMDb account for clues, and I couldn't find any. So I wish I could find out and tell you guys which movie it was. I think it could have been a funny discussion to have, but as of now, at this moment, that information is lost. <laughs> oh, damn. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let, let's go back to talking about our episodes. Is there one episode that we've done that stands out to you as kind of a favorite? And I'm not talking about uh, a subject that we've done, like a, an episode that you've enjoyed doing, an episode that felt good to you. So, so forgive me, Nan, but I think that, I think that actually I, I really enjoyed... Uh, when we talked about uh, meditation, mm. like mm. Um, that's that's such a different experience than what I had. Yeah, yeah, it was challenging. You know, we we kind of brainstormed and we kind of explored the philosophy behind it. I that that yeah. was I enjoyed recording it. Yeah, it was a de- definitely a challenge. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, uh, I think mine would be Firefly. Oh. Yeah, that was like I don't know. I was just so in it. You know, I was so in the moment. I started the episode, um, this this is also a contributing factor, but I was talking about my progress through the Harry Potter books, mm. and like that was just a great time in my life in general. And then the Tavern Talk segment, the What Makes a Person Good, which I just talked about then, um, which thought was pretty good, and then the movie and the and the TV show. I, I think, yeah, I think I did binge quite a bit of the show and then the movie, so I was just feeling a hundred percent of the power of it. I just had good recall in that episode, and I just felt like we all sort of enjoyed it equally as well. Like, because there's some things where one of us will kind of see the light a little bit, but the other two will just be still like <laughs> trying to figure it out. Like, I feel like I kind of saw the light in the Jiro episode. <laughs> Jiro dreams of sushi. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like you guys were like maybe more reasonably critical of of the motives, but um, <laughs> but with this one, I felt like we were all right on the like on the same page about pretty much everything, you know. And we had that great part where we were talking about our favorite characters, and yeah, I just thought we all made some pretty good points. And like, like I know we have a lot of these moments where uh, we think one episode is this going to be the last episode you know but this one we never had that moment this one was always going to be a good this was always going to be a good episode so to me uh you mentioned it peter i, I really really enjoyed the the jiro dreams of sushi episode uh, not because of the the subject of jiro like out of all the things we've done it's definitely not my my favorite like there there were things i enjoyed much much more and, uh, you know, the, the, the episodes we've done about documentary films, the that one, the, the Gerald Dreams of Sushi and The Man on Wire, are both our least downloaded episodes. So it's not a listener's favorite mm. as well. But I thought we were all kind of in the zone in that episode. I thought the pacing was great. I thought the conversation went so smoothly. I, I listened to it later and really enjoyed it. Even after we, we released it, I really felt like listening to it again. And I had a lot of fun doing that. I really felt like we, we were all kind of turned on in that mm. episode. We, we all had jokes to make. We all had a lot of opinions to make. I really loved that mm. episode. And maybe there's some recency bias in that because it was like, I don't know, two yeah. episodes ago. So maybe hmm. it still pops yeah. up to me. We also had the album openers, which was fun. <laughs> Not as depressing as the album closes. <laughs> My next question is, 
did you learn something about yourself by doing this podcast? Is, is there anything that like you felt that you didn't expect to feel or anything that you experienced that you... Uh, that was new for you. I'm actually interested in your answer here, Anon, but uh, I don't want to dodge the question, but I definitely, f I feel like maybe less so about me, but more about just culture in general, is that the subject matter is not as important as it seems. Like, mm. I used to have my own niche of like what I thought a good movie had to be, like action or like a comedy or something like that. But now I realize that like, It's the, how good something is, is, is only scarcely related to like, if it's in your comfort zone, like it's obviously like, it's harder to sort of fully get something if, if you don't have anything to sort of compare it to. Yeah. But I know like with the Juro Dreams of Sushi or Cowboy Bebop or something like that, like the idea that I had that everything sort of had to be in, like, I, I just was this type of person that kind of got you know, blown out of the water quite emphatically for me. It's, um, yeah, I'm totally more open to other things now. Oh, that's cool. Also, I realize my ability to sort of rant. So, like, I'll just, I'll start a sentence <laughs> and I sort of don't know where it's going and then I'll, and then I'll kind of leave it like, I won't have hit the root note essentially on the end. So, I'll have to tack on another, another sort of sentence to try to like get back to baseline and, you know, dig my dig myself out of the pit and then I'll be like, oh, well, now time signature is different. I've got to add another bar. So, like, I'll sort of end up just going until either you guys cut me off or someone rescues me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the wor my worst fear is I'll, I'll, I'll get into like a, I'll get on a rant and then you guys will just shut up and let me rant more <laughs> and then I'm just never going to come out. <laughs> I know, I know how that feels, but I stopped like, you know, <laughs> dreading that moment where you, you start talking and you have nowhere to go when I realized that I can just cut everything later. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like uh, I can go on a rant, like forget what, wh where I was even going. I'll just We're on a little bit thinner <laughs> ice though, because we would have to like man up and message you and say, hey, you know that time I went on about how, you know, um, I'm not even going to bring up an idea, but like- You know, how, how non-mechanical <laughs> keyboards are better than mechanical keyboards. Well, can you, like, you know, kind of trim that to make me sound less <laughs> radical? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we have to kind of do the extra step. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you, um, without names, like, how many times approximately did you, you thought Barry or Peter are talking way too much? I will, I will oh, cut this and, and make me. it a bit shorter. Oh, man. Honestly, like all the time, um, <laughs> we. <laughs> Good job, Peter. Good job. No, I'm I'm doing I'm cutting myself as well. Uh, don't worry about it. Like we we all tend to go on these know, like three to five to even <laughs> eight minute long rants, and every episode I'm cutting like a full chunk that someone says. Either me, Peter, or you, Barrio, because every once in a while we go. We go on and we basically don't really have a point <laughs> or it's, it's, it's maybe a tangential point. You know, it's not something that's uh, connected to the main subject. And when we record, I kind of make a mental note that there's something that I might cut later. And then when I listen to it... <laughs> when we're saying things, Mario, he's going, yeah, I'll cut this later. <laughs> and when I, I listen to it later, when I edit, I listen to the whole thing, and then I make a, a choice. And sometimes I, I leave it in because there's a good joke or, or a point that 
I forgot that someone made a good point, so I, I sometimes do leave it in. But every once in a while, I'm cutting like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes of conversation that we have that just doesn't seem important mm. to me. And I'm, I'm doing it for the listener. <laughs> But yeah, I cut out a lot of I stuff. I think you're doing a noble job. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, there was a point where I started making like a, I, I was cutting everything out into this new project. So maybe later we can add it as a, I don't know, kind of a B-sides. <laughs> But I accidentally deleted that project. So it's not going to happen. I think that's for the best. Mm. I also had another project of... Uh, don't don't take this the wrong way, Barrio, but of stuff that you mispronounced. <laughs> Because, awesome. and, and I'm not talking about like words that you mispronounced. I'm talking about specifically names. Like all the times that you called Impactor from the Transformers, you called him the Terminator. <laughs> or, or all the times I forgot the name of Verity from that same episode. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the, the time that I, uh, I got entangled with... Um, in, in, well, I'm going, I'm going to, get, to get messed up. In, indubit, indubitably. In, 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 just a sec. <laughs> in, indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Indubitably. Hey, this is a weird side <laughs> side um, question. Yeah. But Anon, do you do you remember the time I messaged you or like the idea for a culture quest bingo? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have any of those questions? Because they are fun. We should we should tell them to Barrio. Oh man, that was fun. I think I put them in a different uh, document. One of the things was Barrio mispronounces or like misnames something. As part of like one of the bingo items. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you had the idea of having a, like a bingo for the podcast that listeners at home can play. And we had a few categories. And one of them was every time when Peter mentions Led Zeppelin. <laughs> or every time I say, do you want me to edit something? Or when Barrio votes last and talks about voting last <laughs> in the quag. Uh. <laughs> Or when Peter is the only host to stroke his mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or episodes where Peter's the first one to swear. <laughs> that happens all the fucking time. <laughs> Or when we do something that uh, when Inan and Barrio both know a band that Peter has never heard of. <laughs> Or when Peter forgets the point of the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote that one myself as well. <laughs> Or when someone sings over the Terran Tuck theme. Yeah, that's just a guaranteed. That's sort of like a thing they put in the middle, like yep. just to give everyone like a, you know, pity point. <laughs> What? That, okay. This, I, I don't know, I don't know how strongly I feel about this, but I, I do think somehow we should incorporate your little into the, into the, um, it's an amazing ability. Do it. You should, okay, do it just so we have a sample of it. Yeah, I'm trying to, without words, without thinking about it, tell you, wait, I'm looking for It's a amazing. note. It's amazing. Um, like, <laughs> I, I know what you're doing. Like, the first time you do it, I, I, and you went, uh, then I was like, oh, he must be, like, scrolling through, looking for something. Like, it's such a perfect, like, description, you know? I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> it's perfectly descriptive. So, Mario, did you learn something about yourself by doing this podcast? Um... Already knew I'm procrastinating all all the time, <laughs> but uh, you know, waking up early to to watch a movie before recording or uh, <laughs> or staying up until 4 a.m. in order to see the to finish seeing the Fight Club movie before recording yeah. the episode is. I think I think one of the bingo items was also like when Barrio binges it. Yeah, yeah in the last second. <laughs> Well, 
I never knew I mispronounced so many words and that I saw <laughs> that I'm so bad at with names, especially fictional ones. <laughs> so that's a revelation, indubitably. <laughs> and um, well, I guess I already knew that, but well, I guess it's kind of like what what Peter said that sometimes um, I, I get excited, I get excited, and I just start ranting, and 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 it becomes like really <laughs> long, and I'm really into into the mood, and and I'm thinking. Like while I'm talking, I'm thinking, man, they haven't said anything for ages. I wonder if I got disconnected or something. I, I hope I got disconnected. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you guys say anything? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. I was silent. No, <laughs> no actually, like I, I was. It, it's better. It's better not to get disconnected because it happens to me at work all the time that I that I explain something and I get disconnected in the middle, and then, <laughs> like I was like, where did you lose me? And it was like you said hello. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll I'll send a summary of it. Never mind. <laughs> well, for for me, I'm not a, exactly sure if this fits a conversation. This fits the the question. But I kind of learned that the image of myself, the image of myself in my mind, is sometimes lagging behind. If you know what I mean. Like I've never seen Jurassic Park before. We've done, you know, the movie for for the podcast and. Obviously, it's a really big movie. I think I was five when it came out, so it makes sense that I've missed it in the theater. But even among people my age, most people have seen it. And, well, again, it's, it's a really big movie. It came out in conversations quite a few times during my life. And enough times that I've developed this instinct that whenever the movie comes up, I immediately say, oh, I've never seen it, but I've heard it's great and I plan to see it real soon. Uh, it's almost like I'm apologizing for not watching that movie. And obviously, we've watched Jurassic Park recently. I watched it three times overall, like twice to prepare and one time just because I had a few hours to kill and I felt like watching it again. Not long after we recorded the episode, uh, maybe even the week right after we recorded it, I was sitting with friends and someone brought up the movie Jurassic Park and I'm, I'm not even sure if they were talking to me and I almost started telling them how I never watch it and I plan to do it soon and everything. And the words were almost out of my mouth when I caught myself and I, and I realized I definitely watch <laughs> a movie. I mean, I watch it three times in those past couple of weeks. I talked rather extensively about it with you guys and it felt so weird. It's, it, it was as if being the person who hasn't watched Jurassic Park was part of my personality yeah. and my brains forgot to update that part of my self-image. Kind of weird. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> just go, am I the type of person to watch that? Oh, yes. Have I watched it yet? No. But you, <laughs> if you're not the type of person, then your body's like, oh, you probably haven't seen it then, you know? Exactly. That, that's how I feel about when people ask me, like, oh, have you ever been to Thailand? I think, no, I've, I've, of course I've never been to Thailand. But, like, I have been to Thailand. I'm just <laughs> not, like, the type of person that's been to Thailand, you know? Like, I'm not, like, that thrill-seeker, sort of open-to-new-things Thailand-going person. So... It, but it's like I do remember I went once, so yeah. It's, it's like still... you sent that question to the wrong area in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did this podcast and doing this podcast change something about how you approach things? Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't. Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> I think personal development is going to be year two of the podcast because this year hmm. I've sort of like taken it as it comes which I hope to keep doing, but I, I don't know. My method hasn't hasn't changed too much. You might have an opinion about it. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I kind of feel that, like, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 
way I'm looking at doing something new is so different now, you know? We're making ourselves try things that we might not have tried otherwise, like every two weeks, which is a comfortable pace, I'll admit, but we try something new, sometimes something we've never heard about, and after doing it for a year, I definitely find it easier to try new things now. Like, mm. things that I wouldn't, I'm now kind of looking forward to. And it's not only music albums or, or movies or, or like, you know, cultural stuff, but it's new experience as a whole, but mostly in movies and music and stuff like that. Like, I don't remember if I mentioned it before, but one of the reasons that I wanted to start a podcast or this podcast is that, you know, I always loved music and movies and books, but in the last few years, I felt worn out and tired from trying new things that I like and looking for new things to like. And especially with music, for years and years, I was always listening to new albums and trying new artists and, and, and looking for new different genres. And I got stuck in this rut and I found it really hard to listen to anything outside of my favorite albums. And, you know, um, for years, choosing a movie to watch, was it always felt like a gamble, you know? I couldn't commit my time to something that I might not enjoy. So I watched the same movie over and over again. And one of the things that I wanted from this podcast was to have something regular in my life that would give me motivation to try new things. And after a few weeks of doing this podcast, I kind of felt refreshed by trying new things at, at a leisurely pace. And after a few months of this podcast, I found that I was feeling a bit excited. You know, I was looking forward to trying new things that you guys would suggest. And now I kind of feel like waiting two weeks to try something new is too slow. How can I wait that long? It doesn't feel like a big step to try something new anymore, you know? In, in the last, I don't know, two or three months, I've probably listened to like, 10 new albums. Some I didn't like too much and I've left them behind, but quite a few stuck. And and I also find found it much easier to choose a movie to watch. Like, I'm not scared of wasting time on a movie I might not like anymore. I don't know. I'm sure that the, the doing the podcast is what did mm. the trick, you know? I think I still have a ways to go in that respect. Like, I do still have that fear that, like, it's just not going to be worth it. But um, I'm getting away from it, so... Slowly but surely. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I kind of, because that was one of my goals, mm. I put a lot of emphasis on on it. What about you, Barrio? You said you've approached that the music albums we've done were out of your comfort zone and kind of stuff that you don't listen to. Is that Did it have any effect on you at all, on how you approach music? I think not. <laughs> um, but, but I guess that's that's kind of like depending on the function that you know whatever you do you do in this case music kind of kind of affects you and and for me music is like I know I know what I like like you and and usually I I listen to music because I like it that's why I think I'm not listening to like I find something and I add it to my library and then it's part of my playlist but I don't yeah. find a lot of of things because. When I listen to music, I want to connect to, to a certain mood. I want to be energized. I want to be sad. I want to be happy. I want to be something on that spectrum. It's a more functional type of listening. Yeah, exactly. But what I can say about, about the, the podcast is that, first of all, it's so much fun to do those things that I would, would have never have done otherwise. And sometimes when I come across something that's interesting, like interesting enough to say, man, I wish, I, I, I would love to read it or see it or listen to it but like deep down knowing that i would never then i'm immediately thinking about the podcast and and, and let's add it to 
to the list and put it on the schedule so it will happen so that's kind of like a great uh, that's great a, a great uh, frame for that yeah totally agree you know every time I hear someone talk about a movie that sounds interesting or you know someone comes and says you have to listen to this album I edit to the list and maybe down the line we'll do it yeah, the podcast it's really good for trying new things like I used to be the person that when people would recommend stuff to I'd be like nodding my head and kind of forgetting about it you the minute later but I don't know now I'm trying to, to keep it somewhere and maybe down the line we'll do it yeah um, did you guys have any goals for the podcast like anything you want to change anything you want to aspire to or like what do you want to see lined up either like year two or just in the future in general what about um, you and on well I, I kind of hope that down the line we'll get to incorporate the listeners a bit more. Like, I know we have listeners, but we, we don't really talk to them a lot because we're always recording a month in advance. And that, mm. it, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, that the, at the moment of recording, the last episode out is the Jiro episode. So people can listen to that. And at the end, we're talking about uh, doing Fight Club. Mm. But that was a month ago for us. So I, it, it feels kind of weird to, I don't know, tweet, like send us your... Uh, thoughts about the the year we've done or anything like that because like we're, we're not on the same timeline as the listeners but I kind of want to find a way to I don't know, bridge that and maybe have the listeners help us uh, vote maybe about stuff we can do for the podcast or like we're gonna talk in a bit about our yearly MVP maybe we could somehow find a way to have the listeners vote on that and maybe they can change what we're doing here I don't maybe they can be a yeah. bigger part or of what we we're could doing. have like a listeners MVP or something oh like that. that's a good idea maybe we can do that well that's something I kind of want to have because like you know we're, we're getting a fair amount of listens um I, I don't know I maybe didn't think about that enough but I kind of wish that you People would send us more criticism or more suggestions for stuff we can do and be a bigger part of this podcast hmm. yeah. well um, since we're recording a month in advance just just so you know guys um, coronavirus will be over in a month so <laughs> you guys can all just um, relax <laughs> yeah you can chill. take it from us yeah the world looks better after the corona is done uh, y- there's a lot to wait for. Just skip your heads yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations to um, President Biden. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the past of someone who hears us. It's the other way around. <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking in that, in that intermediate period, Mario? Like, oh, wow, how do you know? <laughs> Wait a second. This guy's recording at the same time I'm recording. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Barya? Any expectations from you too? Being more engaged with the listeners is, is definitely something that's awesome, but it's really hard, especially because of uh, the, <laughs> what we just talked about, the, the time frame. But also, like, I guess, you know, it's, it's hard to make someone engage in, in a way. Yeah, yeah, they have to want it as well. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, uh, doing some of the new uh, episode categories that, that we mentioned at the beginning, That would be awesome. We'll go even further away from our comfort yeah. zones. And maybe we'll do activities. We, this might be the year we go on a hot air balloon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All the way to Australia and back. I think, like, if we did, like, a... Like, obviously, once the coronavirus is over, but, um, like, if we ever did, like, an in-person podcast, that would just be the coolest thing ever. That'll have to happen it'll, one it day. It will happen, yeah. 
I have no doubt about it. Maybe we can do like mid in the middle. Oh like yeah, mid in Thailand. Yeah, or like whenever Mexico we're in um, yeah. doing like yeah, like either together. a vacation or just like whenever we're on a holiday. Like if we have like a mutual stopover point, then um, maybe we can take this podcast on the road. Yeah, yeah. I think the future is bright. I like oh. that. What about you, Peter? Any expectations? Uh, any goals? I think um, honestly, this is probably a not a year two goal, but I I think. Like I always have this idea that, like in a few years, where we where our movies and our TV shows and albums are all like in the double digits in terms of like how many we've done, and the Queg is big, and and you know like we have a few years um, under our belts, we could do like mini series, like we yeah. could like say, look, we're going to do every Pink Floyd album over the next two months Ooh, like every week we're just going to do a half hour um recording and then we're just going to do eight episodes of every pink floyd i don't know how many albums yeah, I have. probably more but yeah. but yeah we're going to do you know every every album from like an artist or we're going to do the four diehard movies yeah yeah only four yeah um <laughs> yeah so like if we did like sort of just installments of like something and we kind of just go through like this would be massive but like every harry potter book or something like that that would be like almost a separate category because we've already that would allow us to do like yeah. full tv shows like buffy the vampire yeah. slayer which has like six seasons yeah it's so supposed to be great I, it, i'm kind of a little bit like falling into the trap of like uh you know in the future i'll have lots of time you know like now i don't but like in the future you know where everything's magical <laughs> like i'm just gonna like have like years where i dedicate you know, full time to the podcast. So, like, I don't know. I'm not saying I want another pandemic. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> But, you know, if I could somehow be paid to not work. No, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. If <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, the future is, is like, you, you always have patches where you sort of have more time to do this stuff. So, if, if you know, over the... Over the yeah. long run, I'm sure we'll get time to do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like if I'm summarizing my thoughts, uh, I'm really happy with what we've done this past year. I wanted to do a project like this for, for a long time, and I was waiting for the right idea to come up and the right people and everything. And when we started, I was eager to do it. I cleared up a chunk of my time for it. And honestly, I haven't been bored since. I mean... Whenever I find myself with nothing to do, I can always dive deeper into the subject we're doing that week or, you know, editing the episodes. That takes a fair amount of time as well. And I, I don't know. I like I don't really know how you guys prepare for each episode, like how you do it and how much time you put in it. And And I'll be perfectly honest. During the first few weeks of this podcast, I wanted to ask you guys to put as much time in it as you can. Like I wanted to ask Baryon not to watch Fight Club at the, the last minute, you know, right before we're recording. But honestly, I I, I don't care. Like <laughs> such a nihilist. <laughs> But honestly, nothing matters. In a million years we'll have no. <laughs> all, all the podcasts will be lost. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I I honestly realize that we have a great dynamic. We we each prepare in a way that works for us, whatever that means. And we always end up okay, you know, like we end up having different perspectives on things which is a good thing and like if Barry, if that works for you like uh listening to the audiobook uh, in the middle of the night to prepare for for an episode that's great with me like I, i'm totally okay with it and i don't know i think that we got to where we are 
in a very natural way. We didn't force anything. And we, we were in a place where every time we, we click stop after recording, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy that I got to share talking uh, about stuff that I enjoyed or stuff that I have a lot to say about with you guys. And um, I know I've been having a lot of fun. I've been learning a lot about pop culture and stuff throughout this past year. And, I, and again, I'm just glad that I have good friends to do it with. Mm. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Hell of a ride, man. Hell of a ride. <laughs> this is first year. We could be like 10 years in about, man, remember first year when we said hell of a ride? Jeez. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Such children. <laughs> yeah. Whatever we say is going to be looked back on like... Just in a terrible light. But, um, yeah, look, it, it's just been, like, so much fun. And God damn my cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, that constantly wants... That's the best thing I'm going to be able to say for about a year's worth of episodes, you know? Like, it's, there's no way you can kind of fully summarize it in any way that will leave you satisfied. <laughs> that's so, the best catchphrase. God damn my cat. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah, I think the fact it's still going says pretty much everything you need to know. Yeah. If we didn't enjoy this, we would have stopped. As long like we're we're having fun, I think so. Like I feel it's not just me, right? Mm. Right? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> if, if it wasn't fun, like throughout the year, one of us would have stopped. Yeah, it's a big commitment to keep doing out of uh, the the feel of commitment. Yeah. Okay, so I know we have a running joke on the show that I like to categorize things, but <laughs> there's one thing I really sort of wanted to wrap up with this year, this first year. I think this is actually kind of an unfair thing to do to the subjects, but I think it's, I think there's a payoff, right? So what I want is to have the year one MVP. So the most valuable player is sort of like, I'm taking like the basketball term for MVP, which is just like, what was just the best? Everyone has their own um, sort of definition, and I'm happy with other people having different definitions, but when I told you to pick it, I just wanted something that you were happy with. So not exactly the conversation, but like something that you just felt really happy you watched and you were just zen with. You were just blissed, you know? Yeah. Uh, we. So I told you guys to um, pick three out of the nine that you thought stood out to you. They all stand out. So this is like the standouts of the standouts already. And basically, I wanted to see if there was going to be any overlap between all three of us. So it's like in the Quag, we all need to vote it in. And if one person votes it out, it's not in the Quag. So this is sort of a weird, even like doubles is stealing the Quag because this is pick a top three and see if any is in every one of our top threes. Yeah. And um, I also made the claim that if one wasn't persistent in all of our top threes, I'm not going to open up to top fours, top fives. We're just, there's just not going to be an MVP. And I think that would be cool to do it next year as well. So I'm just going to open up to, it could be three, depending on how many Quag things we get. I'll say top three, top two, top four. And if it's in, it's in. If it's not in, it's not in. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. And turned out we got lucky because we did have an overlap. So I'm not going to read out what we all chose, but I will say the MVP for the Culture Quest Year One is Drumroll, please. <laughs> the Fight Club episode, the book by Chuck <laughs> Palinia. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting and. From now on, if you would like, whenever you refer to, oh, remember that time we did Fight Club? 
you can also tack on the year one MVP. Nice. So can't say that about any other thing and mm. it's just going to be the standout. So I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that we all boil one year down to one, <laughs> one book. Like that, I don't know why, but it feels like to have like this element of injustice, but it, it, it just sits so fine with me. So, yeah. Uh, I know it feels right to have Fight Club as the MVP. Yeah. Why do you think... Well, there's two questions. One, why we liked Fight Club. I think that's pretty straightforward. Like, Fight Club had a pretty solid running mate with it, which was the movie. And yeah. so, we all liked the movie and we all liked the actors in the movie. Um, there's really nothing you can say um, bad about um, about the most popular part Great of Fight movie. Club, which is probably yeah. the movie adaptation. Yeah. So, going into the book... We're we're all pretty confident it would be good, but also it had high expectations going into oh, it. Oh, like, that's true. I know I certainly had pretty high expectations, and um, it just totally delivered for me. It was it was something that I just I liked every aspect of it, and I didn't have to sort of focus on any aspect. I could just sort of I just read it, and it was good, just as is, you know. And it just came. I I think I read it pretty early, and. I just had a good sort of week and a half of just thinking about it constantly. And not only that, but in my in my life I I've I went into other books that sort of were in that sort of realm, you know. After after Fight Club I wrote I, I read yeah, you kept going. Uh American Psycho, which is also sort of representing sort of some more adverse areas of your of your mind. Also, why do you think we all liked Fight Club? We all, by definition, like things in the Quag, but yeah. like, why do we all like this one so much? Like, what's different? I, we all said, we all mentioned it, even in the um, we did a lockdown. I think it was called Movie Magic, the, the, where we talked about our favorite movies, and you brought it up, Peter, as one of your top five movies. And I think we all mentioned that it was a, an important movie in our lives. And then I, I don't know about all of us, but I went into the book. It's kind of hard to say, but I was I, I kind of tried to prove that the movie adaptation is not as good as the book, you know? So I was kind of mm. rooting for the book. And by the second or third chapter, you could see that it's such a strong book. The writing is so good. It, it, we ended up all really loving the book. It, it's kind of a distilled version of the movie. It's just stronger and darker and... and Everything about it is wonderful. Like there's no wrong, nothing wrong with the book, I think. And it's a movie that was important to all of us. And then to have an even better version of it, I think it just resonated with us so well, so loudly that we all had to choose it. Hmm. And when you say the book was a distilled version of the movie, that's not a error in speech. That's, that's actually what you mean. The more concentrated version isn't yeah, distilled. Yeah, more concentrated yeah. version. Exactly. That's but what yeah, I meant. This, yeah. The, the ideas in the book were like so straightforward, almost like the mathematical proof of like how to write a book. It's like we found uh, a, a something we like, but a better version of it. It's, uh, mm. It was such a strong experience. I'm still looking back at it fondly. And honestly, one, one more thing that kind of affected my decision is that, I tell me if you guys think so as well, but this is a book I'd love to read again sometime because it, it's, it's so strong and so interesting. But it's so short and easy to read. It's it's a breeze. Yeah, you know. I I agree. I think it's timeless. I yeah. think that's. I think the fact that it's um it's been around for a while and we all kind of heard things in different um, or maybe saw the movie throughout our lives. 
And the fact that it still resonates so well today, this is something that you, you get like oh, really yeah. connected to. Hmm. Do you guys... Uh, It's kind of it's kind of interesting that we chose a book as our MVP because like we, we looked at the numbers earlier and there's definitely a leaning towards movies with this podcast so it's it's interesting that we chose a book yeah I I don't think it's totally absurd like I I, I think the books we've done have been really good um, like I think one of my favorites was last chance to see so after seeing that like I'm Jack's complete lack of surprise because <laughs> I, I just know I just know books have sort of gone down well with us yeah mm -hmm. yeah I'm just gonna remind you quickly that the, the both of the books that are in the quag are my choices so <laughs> well done you know well done <laughs> no but yeah I definitely agree that last chance to see is like I know there's something special about that book if if I, if there's one thing out of everything we've done that I could have In a way push it further like make more people know about it yeah it's last chance to see no that doubt was my point when i was deciding to um put it in the quag i was like well am i gonna vote for something that is like already essential or something i want to be essential and i'm pretty sure i said be the change you want to <laughs> see in the world and i still stand by that so yeah when, when we were talking about the three things out of the quag that we chose as our top choices You know, I was thinking kind of selfishly. I went with stuff that I really loved that I would want to watch again, stuff that meant something to me. But if, if the question was something you wanted the whole world to know, I would definitely have gone with Last Chance to See. Mm. So I think it deserves uh, an honorable mention. Hmm. This has been pretty good, actually. It's been really fun. Um, yeah. It was fun. Remembering everything, it, it gives proportion to everything we've done. It's cool. We do it every once in a while. We did it in the trivia episode and the Quack special Uh, it's kind of our specialty <laughs> to yeah. reminisce and uh, pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> so what we're going to do next is another video game. Haha, <laughs> that's the category we're going to push forward. Nice. We're going to do a cool game named Firewatch. That game is uh, an adventure game. You're, you're a guy named Henry in the Shoshone National... Uh, forest a year after the Yellowstone fires and and you're supposed to kind of like watch over the forest and uh, you know just from looking at the screenshots it's look it looks really good it's supposed to be really special because first the scenery is just amazing and and secondly it's you're kind of like all alone and you're only in touch with this other woman through a walkie-talkie yeah she's basically your boss so she guides you around yeah. and stuff like that um Well, I think that's that's all we should say about it for now. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, experience, uh, a good story. Uh, I think it's a short game. It's uh, three and a half hours or so. I'll test that um, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six hours for you, Peter. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we like good stories. Uh, I think it's an indie game. It's going to be fun. I'm not sure what I'll play it on yet because... Um, it's available on, um, this is more for like the listeners, but it's available on, um, everything just like windows, OS X and Linux. I don't know what that is, Barry, <laughs> how to explain. And then P PlayStation 4 and Xbox one and also Nintendo switch. So you have an Xbox, Peter, don't you? I have an Xbox, but I also in lockdown, I got a Nintendo switch. So, oh, um, right, 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 right. Honestly, right. like the Nintendo switch is so nice because you can play like in bed and stuff like that. So mm. I might do that, but depending on like, you know, 
if you want to watch, then, you know, oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, thank you, Peter, and thank you, Barrio, for staying true to our goal for one full year. And thank you, the listeners at home, for helping us along the latest stage of our quest. We hope that you join us again next episode, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. See ya. The Culture Quest Podcast is part of All the People Network. Visit our website at culturequestpodcast.com to contact us or see a list of our upcoming episodes. Follow us on Twitter at CQ underline podcast and tell your friends about us. Find out more information about All the People Network and the other podcasts it includes at allthepeoplenetwork.com. Hi, we'd like to thank the show you enjoy for letting us invade your ear holes for a few minutes. I'm Jen, producer and co-host of Shocked and Applaud with Naomi and Lydia. We're a show that takes you through every scene of the best fan-favorite films and just concluded our review of Howl's Moving Castle. Here's a short clip from our most recent episode. Please be warned, there are spoilers ahead. Turnip head, Mikhail. Markle. Markle. Sorry, Mikhail. Markle. I it's think Michael I'm... in the book. Yeah, so, so it's understandable why you He's Tim Tom. Tim Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Turnip head. Uh, and wow, which of the ways? Which, which of the way? Wow. <laughs> they all go off on the teeter-tottering chicken leg platform, but Sophia ends up in a pit with most of the debris of the castle. Right. And she is in tears, crying. She cries onto her fancy ring. Yeah. He sees the light on the ring and he's like, oh, you got to do something. He starts harfing and harfing at yeah. her until she realizes that the tears on the ring have started lighting the way the same way that it lit with fire-ish mm-hmm. light before. Now it's leading her to a door. It's the door. Right. From the castle. Except right. now it's going into the blackness. So she goes... Into the blackness. And where does she come out to but Hal's childhood cabin that he used as an escape, but it's very dark. There's the muddy fields, and she sees... These shooting stars that start pinging off the ground. Now, it's very... It's a mud land, so, like, they ping into the water and disappear. They ping into the mud and they disappear. These things are going... And then she sees a little boy out in the distance. He's got dark hair. Yeah. A little poet shirt, a little high-waisted pant. Yeah. That's not unfamiliar. And she sees a shooting star get caught by this little boy and she starts running to him because she knows that this is Hal. And you see Hal speaking to this little ball of light that he's caught and he nods and something and then he goes and he drinks this ball of light Yeah. and then he pukes up a ball of fire and then, sorry to simplify, yeah. you should watch this movie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Because it's gorgeous how it how it actually yeah. plays out. It's yeah. not it actually make, puking. It makes but, sense. He like yeah. He puts it in his mouth and swallows it down. He leans forward and it comes out of his mouth again. And then she's like, oh, shit, the star thing is Kelsiver this whole time. Mm -hmm. And like these dancing circle light guys with Mm -hmm. like these uh, dandelion looking sparkler heads are around everybody. And then like the ring on her finger keeps getting tighter and tighter and then disintegrating. Yeah. And and eventually pops away. And as soon as it pops away, a black hole opens up underneath her. And she's like, how? Hal, I get it now. Hal, Kelsiver, I get it. And she's like, they turn and look. She's like, it's me. It's Sophie. And the worst line in the entire <laughs> film, I swear to God, is, find me in the future! And I'm, all I'm thinking is, let's do the time warp again. It's just a howl to the left. A Kelsifer to the right. A war, witch of the waist to the tips. And bring your heen in tie. And it's a... Did you see that Sean? Did you see that Sean suggested uh, shock treatment?
Yeah, I've not, I don't think I've ever seen shock treatment. If I have, it's been too long and too many uh, illicit substances ago. Okay, well, that was my way of diverging. Not not, not, not singing uh, Rocky Horror <laughs> fake offs. I was just trying to get you back into the story. Let's do the time warp again. She walks home. Oh, she uh, is. Like, I'm sorry. He starts going through the door. He like as they fall through space. Mm-hmm. He gets traction. She follows him. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm trying so hard. And I she's, just can't stop crying. And she is in uh, an airy environment or an open environment mm-hmm. without any ground. And she starts walking because that's what she's been taught to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gains traction. Gets through the door. Walks out. She sees big feathery bird form. He is now at like 95 percent evil form right he just has a we're space. talking about Hal now really showing he's got one leg as a bird she's like Hal, i know what to do now i know what to do and she goes over and she kisses him on the mouth and his eyes don't move and you're like oh shit, he's real f-ed. yeah she's like i need you to take me to calcifer can you take me to calcifer and he puts out one big freaking bird leg and she steps onto it and he steps onto it too which is super yeah. cute nice detail and then he flies all the way to the walkity contraption mm-hmm. and then when he lands on there he like kind of collapses and he's back into his human form and yeah he- but you know he's like close to death right and she walks over to which the waist wow if you will mm-hmm. and it's just like i need his heart and she's like no it's mine and she goes you have a big heart i need this mm-hmm. give it to me please if you'd like to hear more visit us at shockedapplaud.com on twitter and instagram at shockedapplaud or on facebook at shocked and applaud we're on all major podcasting platforms including amazon music this is jen from shocked and applaud thank you for patroning the peculiar.